Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen of the Miami Grand Prix, please welcome to the stage from Black Eyed Peas, Will I Am, conducting in inverted commas his orchestra as he performs a new official Formula One song called The Formula. Please welcome to the stage L L Cool 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 J J J. First up to celebrate Formula One's ongoing financial relationship with right-wing extremists, it's Logan Sargent. Next up, too good for F2, not good enough for F1, it's the bad one from Gremlins, Nick DeVries. From Gremlins to Ewoks, it's the man who we keep calling a Viking, despite the fact that they would obviously have slaughtered him, it's Kevin Magnuson. Then we have a man who, whenever mentioned, we think of the fact that his mum being in prison, but we never mention it, Alex Albon. He's the first one we mention is short, despite the fact they're all basically pretty small. It's probably not racist, Yuki Sonoda. He's one of the most exciting drivers on the grid, by which we mean he almost died at Silverstone, Zhou Guan Yu. He's fucking French, this next one. He's got a punchable face and he fancies his mom. Pierre Gasly, also French, but thankfully not as French, Esteban Ocon. He's a fun-loving driver. Brackets, he's now got a mustache and brave hair, Valtteri Bottas. Next up, an actual Australian who is less Australian than Valtteri. He seems boring, Oscar Piastri. This fan favorite has the nickname Hulk because it's the first four letters of his surname, Nico Hulkenberg. Next up, I've never heard of any of these people. What am I doing here? It's somebody else. All the way from <laughs> all the way from his team owner's balls and carrying the hopes of those balls on his shoulders, it's Lance Stroll. Oh my god, it's that train cunt off TikTok. Francis Bourgeois! He fought for the championship in 2022 insofar as all the drivers technically fought for the championship. He doesn't pay tax, but again, neither does anyone else. Charles Leclerc! 
Next up, a Spanish driver. He's fairly unremarkable, but he's pretty fit. Carlos Sainz! Oh my god, I know this bloke. It's that fashion designer I know. Lewis Hamilton! He's as short as the Japanese guy, but I'm failing to mention it. Fernando Alonso! Also tiny, but we're not mentioning it again because he fucks Sergio Perez. And finally, the one-time world champion and the heir to multiple grievous bodily harm charges, it's Max Verstappen. Welcome to the Miami Grand Prix. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. That's how we roll, baby. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. We're back. We're back. We're back in the saddle again. We're here. We made it. We made it back. We are so glad that we uh, have made it back for what was quite an exhilarating, boring race. Yes, this is the new Grand Prix, same as the old Grand Prix. <laughs> it was it was a bad race, but let's look at the bright side. It was in America, right? That's the bright thing. Right, nobody got shot, so that's pretty good. Well, no, they did, yeah. Yeah, but not during the race. Well, yeah, during the race. I mean, but not at the race. No, but... That we know of. Near it, so, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as boring races go, mm. there were some good things that happened. Like, we are inching closer towards... I mean, the championship is... Oh, like, we're not going to watch a multi-team fight this year for a, for a, for a championship. It's not going to happen. No, we're going to watch a... We're, we're going to watch a team agree that one of them should win it and one of them shouldn't <laughs> yeah but um we did get to see them inching closer towards because i what i think is going to happen is i think perez is going to have a a meltdown if he keeps getting closer to max and eventually he's going to go because he's got everything to lose and everything to gain whereas max just wants to keep winning so I think what we might see later this year is a real fight between the two of them where he just dis- starts disobeying his team. And that we saw, that's what we saw getting closer to this week, which made the race not interesting, but... We don't know about his person because I don't think... There was a sense that there was a bit of fight in Valtteri when he had the same thing with Lewis. But essentially he realised after a little while that it would be less embarrassing to just acquiesce to the team's requests to to valiantly lose yeah. on Lewis's behalf. Yeah. And I think Sergio will do the same thing. What I wonder is when this is all finished and uh, Red Bull are kind of used, have used up all of Sergio's uh, spirit, yeah. uh, where he goes and what sort of culture's identity he co-opts to try and assume an identity now best loser is no longer available to him. So like Valtteri has got a mullet and he's a mussy. He's best loser, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got not best loser. He's now like, now what is he? He's like this Australian bloke. Yeah. Uh, he's going smoko. Yeah. 
He's on Smoker. Sorry. So where is what Sergio going to well, do? Well, I think if I if someone said to me, "What do you think Sergio Perez? Where do you think he'll be in five years?" I would put money on him be, his face being on the on a, on a bottle of hot sauce. Well, that's his own culture. Yeah. No. No. I mean, just I just think that that's that's where he'll not saying that's where he'll end up, but that will be a a um, financial income for him in a few years. Mm-hmm. Perez hot sauce. You know? I think it'd be quite. Good. It'll be the second most popular hot sauce in Mexico, and it will say second most popular, and that ain't bad. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'd quite like it if he got like an Irish girlfriend, or like a or a Scottish girlfriend, and then just took on the culture. Yeah, and just became like a Celtic, like Bottas. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, well, okay. Before we get into the race review, um, there's we, obviously we've been away for two weeks, um, but we have a lot of F1 news to get through. Yeah. So um, first of all. Um, um, Formula One drivers have very lucky lives, very risky lives, um, and um, they are talented and and daredevilish beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So I'm always happy when I see an F1 driver sort of branching out into like a different thing where they embrace a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, um, I'd like to play a little bit of the single, which I thought was a joke when someone went, Charles Leclerc's released a single. Is it a single? Or is it just a bit of what? Because co- um, this is—we're I mean, getting think, into the definitions. Like linguistically, there is some set definition on what constitutes somebody's music single. I mean, it's I suppose a, it is a single in that it's a single piece of music that's been released. Yes, it's not very singly though, is it? Like what we usually associate with a single. Okay, how many streams do you think Charles Leclerc gets on Spotify per month? For this, and this is his only song available. This is his debut single. Yes. And when was it released? I also think "single's" quite a good word given the season he's having. Like he feels single, doesn't he? Is he? he might, not, and he is newly single, isn't he? He might not. I don't know if he's in a relationship, but just the word. He, when I look in his eyes, I see a singular, lonely man mm. at the moment. And I think that "single" is actually a very apt word mm. for his single, which is, I believe, called "Oz 23," referencing the Australian Grand Prix, which is where he wrote and recorded it. Um, anyway, I'm going to play it. I'll start playing it. And, um, oh yeah, feel that piano. Um, it sounds a bit like, um, it sounds like someone watched Amelie once and then for their A-level project <laughs> had to make this piece of music. But my question to you. Um, like a pastiche of a... Like, like he was deeply moved by Amelie and went, oh my God, this is just the best piece of... Or that he watched Amelie and went, <laughs> yeah, I, I can do, do, do that. <laughs> So, how many streams? Um, I'm going to go with... 50,000. 700,000 streams a month. Which means that breaks down in royalties at about... Two and a half. And breaks down in royalties if he owns all his own publishing. Which he will. Which he probably does. Mm-hmm. I don't think Charles Leclerc signed a record deal or a publishing deal. No. Um, I think that, that breaks down at about three and a half thousand pounds, nay, about three thousand eight hundred dollars in royalties a month, which... I bet he's not even remembered to recoup those. No, I bet that I don't... That's probably what he pays his, his assistant a week. Do you think he, like, had to go through Spotify's, like, on the Spotify Artists app and put his bank yeah. details in to get yeah. the, to I think get the he money? Did. He had to re- I reckon he did all of that himself. <laughs> yeah. Um... How long is the song? Uh, is it still going on? It is, yeah, it's still going. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, what did you say? You said it sounded like a perfume advert. I said it sounded like a perfume advert, yeah. Do you want to do, do, do a, a bit of a... I see the car. He's bread red. I go over. I hop in. And then 
I switch the ignition and I drive. I drive like the wind. It is not a very windy day though, so I am quite slow. A car buzzes past me. Who is this? A man with rouged plump lip and a face of a, a, a sad child is Max Verstappen. He is past me. Sergio Perez, he has passed me. Everyone goes past. I am slow. Slow like a, a quiet day on a veranda, having a sip of Rioja, and I drive some more melancholy. But the smell of success is not one that haunts my neck, for I am the other by Charles Leclerc. Like I would have called it Slow by Paco Rabanne, personally. Well, he's Charles Leclerc, so I've called him, he's Charles Leclerc, isn't he? That's why he's the he's the one who makes the perfume. Um, I uh, Congratulations, Charles Leclerc, all joking aside, on your first single. It's terrible. Um, Brad, <laughs> Brad Pitt. I think it's kind of sweet. It is sweet, but it's bad. It is bad. Yeah, it's synth, bad. It's, but like, it's, a, like, it's like a, a MIDI synth that he's added, like a pad synth underneath. The, I don't know anything about fashion, but I doubt, like... Lewis Hamilton's whatever he makes yeah. are like brilliant. Yeah. I mean, or that he actually Charles Leclerc obviously did that in his bedroom. I doubt that like like Charles goes somewhere with his like Roland synth to try and make all this shit. Like he carries that with him. I doubt that Lewis has got his sewing machine out in his hotel room. <laughs> Making garments. Do, do you think that Lewis feels... Because when you're winning, you know, seven uh, world championships um, and, you know, multiple a multitude of them are back-to-back and you walk into the paddock on a Thursday in high-fashion accoutrement, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that now he's not even getting into Q3 and he walks into the paddock on a Thursday dressed like a sort of glitter ball? Do yeah, he was. He, he was think, like. He looked like an oil slick. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He looked like you know when you see. Um, yeah, like when you see petrol in the, in the heat, mm. and it goes like multiple colors. Yeah, what he was wearing was a winner's outfit. Yes, and he, given that he's, it, it's a mad thing for the like mid middle of the pack bloke. Yeah, coming in in a bright purple onesie. Yes, it's insane. Do you think he feels stupid? Yeah. You do. Well, no, because otherwise you wouldn't do it, would he? I think it's the winner's mentality. Like, like I think if he just showed up in a tracksuit, everyone would go, oh, my God, he's going to retire. Yeah. So he kind of has to keep it up. Yeah, but it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like when Danny rode in last year on a horse and it was like, mate, that would be really good if you weren't finishing in 28th. You know? Yeah. Danny had to keep on doing all of his, like, shtick at every yeah. race. Despite the fact that he hated his car and his team and his, his life, <laughs> like he hated everything, but he's oh god, I've got to do this fucking thing again. Uh, Brad Pitt is going to be at Silverstone driving an F two car, um, in other words, a Ferrari. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that okay. Here's the thing I find funny about Brad Pitt being allowed to drive an F two car around Silverstone is that from what I read, and this might not be true, it's being registered as an eleventh team, which I'm sure is not true. I'm sure that that's not actually what's happening. They've just got like a filming permit in the same way that Netflix get one to have the cameras there. In the same way that I think that um, there was another Formula One film a couple of years. It wasn't Rush, but there was another F1 film where they had a license to uh, follow cars around the track or at least go to the races. And I think that 
if they have registered it as an 11th team, I find that funny because Stefano Domenicali has made it so hard for Andretti to be an 11th team. Mm. But as soon as the guy from uh, Talking with Wolves or whatever the fuck that film was called. Go with Fight Club, I think. I go with um, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, okay, fine. And I want my natural scalps and I will get my natural scalps. Gorlami. Gorlami. Um, all a- of a sudden, that fucking um, Fight Club wants to come into the paddock. Dominicali's like, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. We'll have an 11th team, of course. We don't want a real 11th team. That's silly. But we'll we'll give you a, a fake one, an American one. Come right in. Yeah, but he's that's exactly what you would have expected him to do. That's exactly the nature of his desperation. You know the bit in the the uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson where the judge has an autograph um, of a talk show host in his desk and he shows the police officer. He's like, oh my God, I'm famous. Is that the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. in it? Yeah. Yeah, I've there's a bit where it. the judge, judge, it was called Keto Tito, whoever the O.J. judge was. Right, yeah. And um, that talk show host, whose name I can't remember right now, um... Uh, not Johnny Carson. He was anyway, but he has an autograph, and he goes, "Oh my God, look at this!" Like, I and I'm just OJ's, and he gets seduced by a celebrity. I reckon Dominicali's like toilet and bedroom is just lined with pictures of him and famous people. <laughs> like, I think secretly he's obsessed with knowing famous people. Mm, yeah. Stefano, Dominicali, letting Brad Pitt in the Ferrari. Boo. Um, which actor would you most like to see driving around Silverstone in a Formula One car? Alfie Brown. Um, John Candy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That, go, that, that's genuinely the answer to the question. Is it really? Yeah. Obviously, I'd love to see that. Can you think of anybody that you'd prefer to see driving around a Formula One track than John Candy? What I like First about- of all, that would mean he's still alive, and I think he's one of the best comic actors of his time. Secondly, he would be smoking a cigar. Secondly, he'd be smoking a cigar or a cigarette. He'd be absolutely demented on coke. He'd get... I mean, the car would naturally have a lot of ground uh, downforce, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd be yeah. great round corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would don't, be, I wouldn't think much of his straight like line speed. Use, uh, it would be like when you use Bowser on Mario Kart. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not getting this, I'm not getting the speed down the straights. I'm not accelerating quickly. But oh my God, I can stick to the exit on these corners. That's really very funny. I'd like to... I'd like to... Offer you congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Who would I go with? I would, if I could see anyone driving round, I'd probably go with Pedro Pascal at the minute. Hmm. Not quite as I know. I can see your your disdain. Well, yeah, I just like to see him like naked as well. Yeah, me too. I just want to see. Yeah. but that's not about him in a car. That's just I want to see and Pedro I, Pascal. I know that we're oversaturated with Pedro Pascal, but I could watch the guy just make a ham sandwich on white bread, and I'd still be interested. Do you want to know my controversial um, uh, actors of Latin origin opinion? <laughs> um, controversial actors of Latin origin opinion. Uh, I'm a, I'm much more of an Oscar Isaac guy. Andor. He's the guy from Andor, right? Is he the guy from Andor? No, no Andor. Oh just... no, he plays. He's in the. He's in a Star Wars film, though. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. More than Pedro Pascal. Um, see. Okay, well that's fair enough, and that's your opinion. Uh, speaking see of from a, a marriage. Speaking it's, of opinions, pretty um, Philippe Massa. Yeah. Now, okay. Could you, exp- as you know, the as as of of the duo 
that is us. I am the newcomer to the world of Formula One racing. So not, I mean, not really, but carry on. Well, you've been watching it your whole life. Yeah, but you're a pre-Drive to Survive fan. By I'm a, quite a long way. By a few years, yeah. Um, but my Would Formula like One fandom doesn't extend as far back as Felipe Massa, brackets, Megamind, close brackets. <laughs> um, he and should it, have a high collar and a, and a cape, shouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like... Have you seen the... <laughs> the Transylvania film. Yeah. Yeah. That's he he's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he looks ex- more and more like Gru from Despicable Me with every passing yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, now in two thousand and eight I was too busy um loving the Arctic monkeys and working in Topshop. Okay. So if you could tell me what was going on. Sure. Let me explain Crashgate to you. Please do. So the year um is uh, two thousand and eight and Lewis Hamilton wins the world championship the formula one world championship and um a few races before the end of the season they had the first night race singapore and first uh, ever night race yes first ever night race. they're that recent yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 under the lights under the lights and now the, the now this race is very much under the microscope under the lights under the lights um turn off the lights around this circuit there's been a extra bright. I want you all to see the race under the lights. Turn off the lights here. Go on. Um, and uh, that was Rihanna and Kanye West. Um, uh, on all of the lights. Um, Massa uh, is um, obviously Lewis, Massa, Alonso, and Nelson Piquet Jr., um, son of the uh, Brazilian um, Formula One World Championship and recently fined a uh, Brazilian F1 driver. Um, Nelson Piquet's out, and basically the team make him crash into a wall so that it benefits... Uh, so it brings out a safety car, which benefits Alonso. That's the plan. Alonso ends up finishing... I can't remember exactly where he finished. I know it was in the points. I think it was third. Um, ultimately didn't change the result of the championship. Um, Bernie Eccleston has recently said that he was aware at the time that they'd given Nelson Piquet Jr. the orders to crash into the wall. And essentially what that did is it led to Lewis Hamilton win, uh, winning the championship and Massa losing. Um, Bernie Eccleston said that he had a conversation with the now uh, deceased Max Mosley, who at that point was the head of the FIA. Was he? The FFIIA. And... Um, Bernie has come out recently and said, you know, we need to review this because we didn't want to tarnish the reputation of Formula One um, by bringing it into the public that we knew that they'd been given team orders to for the PK to crash to the wall to benefit Alonso, which eventually led to Lewis Hamilton winning the championship. Mm. But what, they, what I want to do is that I want to delete the Singapore race results off of the timetable and off of the records, which would give Massa the win. The rules are... At the end of the year, when they have that big FIA meeting where Kimi Raikkonen gets drunk and um, the head of uh, Mohammed... Uh, I'm sorry, I had fun at the party. <laughs> and, or the other guy makes those horrible jokes about Christian Horner thinking he's being really funny and doesn't. Mm. Um, that The rules are once that that meeting has happened, you cannot change the outcome of the world championship. Mm-hmm. Also... All of this is based on a conversation that Bernie Eccleston, open brackets, a walking, talking Beatles tribute act, nutsack, close brackets, mm-hmm. says he had a conversation with someone 15 years ago who is dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold any water. 
that so your opinion on Crashgate, are we calling it? Well, my opinion, and also, um, I, I don't want to give any, away any inside information, but someone I know in Formula One said that Bernie Eccleston just gets bored sometimes and decides to just go for Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> like he gets, you know, like some people get bored and go, I think I'm going to build a greenhouse. Mm. Bernie Eccleston goes, I think I'm just going to shit on Lewis. Yeah. I, I, I make some uh, cards like with uh, Spanish on them. I try to learn Spanish. And then as soon as I stop being born, I forget. But la, but, uh, la mela e rosa, the apple is red, which uh, Mass is Brazilian, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he wouldn't know what that meant. We're talking about someone, Eccleston, who takes his own gun onto his plane. And then when they go, you can't have a gun on a plane, he goes, why not? And they go, because it's a gun on a plane. And he goes, but it's my plane. And they go, yeah, but the, it's the law. You can't have a... I have to, I, I do have sympathy with him there. It, it, you it, had your own jet. It's his plane. It's his plane. You'd want to take your gun on your plane. Well, if I wanted to have it where I was going, yeah. Okay. How have you made the money that would necessitate you owning your own private jet? I don't know. Death. And what kind of gun would you have? A magnum. Okay, cool. So <laughs> you've played Goldeneye. Let's carry on. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's essentially the rule. And it, Massa's trying to get the, the authorities to look into whether or not 15 years later he can be awarded a Formula One World Championship title. Now... Given the current construct of the FIA and of F1 is, I would not be surprised if they remove one of Lewis Hamilton's World Championship titles. Because if we've learned anything in the last two years of Formula 1, it's that rules don't matter. Um, well, or, or, or that if they, they do matter, but crucially they can be changed to the whims of yes. sports entertainment. Yes, they do matter, but do they matter? Um, before we review the... <laughs> Sorry. And you do have to feel sorry for Felipe Massa, though, right? No. Why not? Because he didn't win. But he didn't win because somebody else essentially cheated. Yeah, but if the people in charge didn't at the time go, oh, no. Yeah, no. So you don't have to think that he should be awarded the championship, but you can still feel sorry for him, right? Uh, um, I feel, I, yeah, I feel sorry for him. Right, great. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, because I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Because if they hadn't, I mean, how was it looking? Would he have won the race? Had the crash not happened? Uh, well, would he have won the championship on points? Yes, he would have. But right, it's a it's an it's a sh- it's an if and but like multiverse situation. Because if they'd said it after the race, there probably would have been some heavy penalties, which means that uh, Alonso and PK would have started lower down the grid in other races, and Lewis might still have won. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure so sure. It, it's it's. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying that you can overturn the result and change the past and also it would be a very empty vi- I, that's the thing that's a bit sad about it is that Massa's going I've seen Massa going it should be mine I want it like it's not he's it won't be as brilliant or as beautiful for him as it would have done had he won it at the time it doesn't mean anything anymore it's the past it can't it can't it's sport is just a collection of moments and the moment is Gone. So. I know. Okay, given this 15 years, here's what should happen. If they do decide to give Lewis, to make uh, Lewis Hamilton, um, you know, give up one of his titles and give it to Massa, mm. right? They should make Lewis Hamilton go around Philippe's house at around 7.45 in the morning when Massa's just finished his morning coffee mm. and desperately has the rumblings of a gigantic morning shit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh, and he's in his dressing gown. Uh, open dressing gown, no no clothes, because there's no one home, right? Sure. And he's 
just in that point when he's like, okay, this I'm I'm quite enjoying how much I need a shit right now, but it's time. It's yeah, time yeah. to let to relieve this. It's tension. like you're saving up. It's and the adult version of the marshmallow test. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Lewis knocks on the door and has to do the ceremony, the pomp and circumstance for Massa, where he gives it takes off the medal. Uh-huh. Takes off one of his seven medals uh-huh. right, and go has like he's looking for a car key. Going, hang on, mm. which one is it? Which one is it? Which yeah. one is it? Two thousand nine. Got all of these medals. 2015, 16. Oh, hang on, that's no, there's no because of Rosberg. Yeah, there's, there's no one this year. And then he's got like an, a fake eighth world championship medal that he made himself, <laughs> <laughs> and he has to take it off and give it to Massa while he's dying to take a shit. I mean, I again, given that Formula One's main priority these days seems to be good television. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them to see that happening. And finally, in Formula One news, shall we briefly review the Baku race, Azerbaijan, which we missed last week? We missed it last night, uh, week. Thank you for all your very kind messages. That was gratefully received. Yeah, really nice. Thank you, guys. Um, so we very quickly, we, we need to review the um, qualifying, the sprint shootout, the sprint race, and the race. You ready? Let's Let's just review all the most interesting points. Okay. Okay, that's our review of the Baku Azerbaijan qualifying sprint shootout, sh- uh, sprint race, and the Formula One race. Um, there is one uh, joking aside. I do think that Esteban Ocon almost mowing down all those paparazzi. What, the fact that that's the most interesting thing that happened is incredibly depressing. But that was some good TV. Um, it was. Um, also, just my two cents on anything to do with that. The sprint shootout, or kind of abridged qualifying, as it... It's just as, qualifying. As it it's Dominicali Americanizing it's, a, a qualifying. But that, that abridged qualifying mm-hmm. should be the way that they qualify for the races. Just get one way, one one time round, each time, that's your lot. Because that slightly nullifies the advantage yeah. and makes the top teams more susceptible to mistakes. You'd end up with more interesting grids. You still give people the opportunity to put themselves at the front of the pack, but you give more... There's there's more uh, changeables given the driver rather than the car. I completely agree. Um, I, I, I love qualifying, and I actually enjoyed the Miami qualifying more than the race, but... It's too... I, I think we're giving the drivers too, too much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Max just goes out and he goes, watch this shit, you fucking idiots. Yeah. And then just tanks it at like one half his actual speed. And then everyone tries to catch up and then he just goes out again at the end. And he's not even trying to put in a perfect lap. Mm-hmm. The car is just a rocket. And he just smashes... I mean, obviously this week's a bad example, which we'll get to shortly. But... um. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we're going to take a short break while you guys can listen to our sponsors. Are we going to have some messages? We've got some adverts. Fingers crossed for Liquid Molly. See you in a sec. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Um, Alfie, I have some actually genuinely interesting news. Yeah, you just got back from the toilet. This is breaking news. It's breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking now. Breaking right now. Broken. Broken. Just broken. Since uh, we've already reviewed Charles Leclerc's debut single. Yeah. Oz 23. Oh, no. As of this morning. Okay. He's released a new single called uh-huh. Miami 23. Holy shit. Which means that my assumption is, is that's why he spun out in qualifying. It's because he was like, oh, my God, I have, I just have to go home and write this song. Mm, did you know, like Lionel Richie his- would be at a dinner party and go, I got to go home. I just wrote three songs. That's why he chunked, chunked it into the wall. Okay. Should we listen to it? Uh, okay. <laughs> this is Charles Leclerc. The debut album, Garfunkel 23. Featuring Oz 23, Maya 23, Silver 23, Saudi 23, and of course, Vegas 23. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a crap uh, coming of age like film yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, I want to go and drive my car. No son of mine will drive a car. What's the name of those? Father, you do not understand. <laughs> he just needs you to find your own way in life. He had a difficult upbringing himself. Why is it so hard? Get away from me. What's the name of those dumb movies where Ethan Hawke tries to shag that French girl for like three movies? Isn't it like like the sun rises and sets and yeah, goes yeah, yeah. down Before and up? Before and after and during midnight. Sunrise and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, sunsets yeah. and everything. That's what this is. But I love you. No, we are just on holiday. We met. It was a one-time romance. I'll move here from, from, from Atlanta to be with you. It is before sunrise. And you must leave. You know what, Dad? Sometimes you've just got to go your own way. Do you know what this song sounds like? Genuinely, joking aside. Mad World? It sounds like someone who drives for Ferrari and the car is shit. <laughs> This sounds like, the, genuinely, this is a perfect artistic representation of his soul. Yes. Do you think if he was winning races, it would kind of be... <laughs> okay. Thanks for that, Charles. Oh, my we God. We hope we don't okay. get copy written. Okay. Do you have the name of the race? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The name of the race? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Let's review the... Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2023. A lot of celebrities on the grid. Um, in no particular order, Tom Cruise, Thomas from, Cruise. from Vanilla Sky, um, Vin Diesel from um, all the Fast films, yeah, and Saving and, Private Ryan and Triple X. Yeah, although I, I, I was hoping at some point during this race that um, m- like someone would snipe a Vin Diesel like in Saving Private Ryan because he was quite unbearable. Um, there was a bit that he did the intro of the race where Vin Diesel went. 
People can't do what we do. There's only a select few who can do what we do. Yeah, but he can't do it. He really can't do it. He's an actor. I'm changing it from Pedro Pascal to Vin Diesel, who I'd like to see do a hot lap, just so we could all go, oh no, he's shit. (laughs) Imagine your career being such that you only have one role that defines you so much that you have to rewrite your personality. If he hadn't had that role in the Fast films... Do you think he'd give a shit about cars? Yeah, it's like, you know, I have this with kind of Ray Winston and Jason Statham. I sort of want to go up to them and go, you know that, you know you're an actor, don't you? <laughs> you're, you're not a hard man. You're an actor. You're pretending You have to an be acting job. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you work in show business. Do you have a knuckle duster in your house? You're anywhere? not scary. Yeah, have you ever pulled out a fingernail? Be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. I, and Vin Diesel, I don't think, likes driving quickly. He didn't even do a hot lap, I don't think. Or if he did, they didn't air it. They got Michelle Rodriguez in to do a hot lap with Lando. Okay. And um, uh, Roger Federer, obviously, famously memeing right now, is uh, Federer with Jackie with Jackie Stewart. You know Jackie Stewart set. You know he he basically went under the rope for Brundle and pulled Roger Federer towards him. Yeah, yeah. There's a famous Jackie Stewart quote where he says, "If you see that a gap and you no longer take the gap, you're not a racing driver." <laughs> he proved himself right yesterday, didn't he? Um, we had Martin Brundle's shirt. Very Miami Grand Prix. I thought. I thought it was more. I'm in a pub band in the Cotswolds. That's a very. I think it's probably. Quite a similar. Also, somebody accused somebody of being a bit. Oh yeah, when Brundle was shouting for Roger Federer, Roger, Roger, they accused him of being like Kravitz and Crofty. Uh, said on the commentary, oh, uh, Brundle was getting very partridge, wasn't he? Showing such a lack of self awareness for everything that all of them are. You're all partridge all of the time. That wasn't that wasn't Brundle being partridge. You all are always. <laughs> Alan Partridge, that that is in your spirit. It's in your marrow. Formula One is the Alan Partridge sport. Yeah. In fact, when I went to Silverstone, I saw Steve Coogan. What the Coog? The Coog. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, Roger Federer, Jackie Stewart, and one of the things I loved is that Jackie Stewart tried so hard to get Roger Federer over that when they pulled Federer over, they had to. Will I am. Right, the the unofficial ambassador. I don't know why the fuck he's become the the ambassador of Formula One, and he looked like Judge Dredd in those stupid. He looked like he was a welder in the eighties. It's because he likes it, or like he, he likes doesn't be- like it. Well, he it's the epitome of everything that he cares about. He likes being there. Yes, exactly. He right. likes feeling. So he, that's it, really, isn't it? For a lot of people, Formula One is just being there. Have I ever told you that I met Will? I am. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, have I ever have I ever told you? <laughs> yeah, if, if I yeah, don't don't bother mentioning it. Yeah, uh, uh, no, go on, tell me. I met him at Silverstone. Oh right, and I went with a friend. My friend had a paddock pass, mm. and then um, someone went, "Oh, will I am?" And we were just in the Mercedes garage, and they went, "This is this is uh, Josh," and he just went, "You know, the government's trying to steal your identity." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" That was his opener. Just to you. Anyway, it's not identity. It's identity. And Apple's here to save us. They're going to save us. And Apple. He, he just talked to me about data theft. And then I suddenly realized, oh, this is why F1 has all these weird sponsors. It's because Will I Am is basically advocating all the sponsors in F1. It's, it's data theft. It's work, workforce, sales. He just talked to me for, I don't know, 10 minutes about data theft. Wow. And how the internet's stealing our identities. Were you polite? 
Um, I just went, um, uh, Will, I, I've got a feeling that today's going to be a shit day yeah. if I keep talking to you. Yeah. And he didn't get the joke. No, okay. Fine. And also I didn't say that. No, yeah, yeah. I just went, hey man, I loved Let's Get Retarded. And then I did walked you, away. Did you ask him uh, what he was going to do with all that ass, all that ass inside them jeans? Because <laughs> if you were wondering which ass, if he was wondering which ass you were referring to, it would have been good of you to qualify. It was the ass inside them jeans. I did love that they pulled Roger Federer over and Will I Am, who'd worked tire- tirelessly conducting his instrumental piece, The Formula. Mm. And his fake conducting with... Um, it was embarrassing conducting, yeah, wasn't but it? But they were so... He was... Jackie worked so hard to get Federer there that they had to cut into the airtime. And they interviewed Federer over Will I Am's big moment. It was really great. Which was very good comedy. Um, did you like the aesthetic? Did you like, did you like Miami? Um, I like Miami, yeah. It's weird, though, because I've been a few times... And every time I go, mm. like I only ever go for two days of playing, but every time I go, I always wind up staying. Right. More than two days. Yeah. Because it's the kind of town I could spend a few days in. Right. You know? More than three. Yeah. Or three or more. Yeah. 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 And I like, I, I, like, I heard the rainstorms aren't nothing to mess with. No. Okay. But I, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Right. Yeah. You're being quite vague. <laughs> What I like about it is that you can party in the city mm. where the heat is on. Right. The Miami heat. All night. All night on the beach till the break of dawn. Yeah. That's another sad thing about uh, the Miami Grand Prix is that um, everyone is thinking of Will Smith, but no one can really talk about him because we still culturally, over a year later, haven't reset from him slapping Chris Rock. No. Well, he's a... Yeah. Yeah. Has he come out and spoken about it at all? He apologised on Instagram, but now he's just sort of back to being normal and everyone... It's, you can't help but think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but he... Uh, yeah. I I like... No. Do I? No. It's it's a weird... It's Miami... It, the LL Cool J thing was... It was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. He didn't know who any of them were. Do you know what LL Cool J stands for? I do, but tell me. Um, you only know because I told you last night. No, I knew that before because we used to call... My friend, ladies love Cool Tom. Oh, okay. LL Cool T. LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James, mm. which he's now like 60. Yeah, but he looks great. Yeah, he does look great. So I'm sure ladies still do love Cool James. Yeah, but to call yourself cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, again, it's like, I think I've compared other things, but it's like a North Korea calling itself the Democratic People's Republic <laughs> of North Korea. It's like, it, yeah, you've, you've, that's too hard a sell. For me to believe it. Like, ladies love Cool James, do they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just one of the dumbest things. It was one of the dumbest things I've ever, ever seen. The whole, there were so many dumb things. They had um, LL Cool J introducing people like a boxing match, but he didn't know who anyone was and was reading off of cards. Then they had Will I Am introducing the. Will I Am had one line. And he didn't learn it. Yeah. And he went, he went, and he had to read off the card. Ladies and gentlemen, please introduce Latino Grammy-nominated artist. Please, let's get retarded for... And then whatever her name is. And he had to read it off of a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I haven't... But it, we didn't, it didn't say that. He just, he has muscle memory from his own musical kind of back catalogue. Yeah, exactly. And it said highly regarded. Yeah, and he just went, let's get retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just saw the <laughs> R and the E and went crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um... They, and then they had to drive the drivers to the paddock in little, like, Mr. Bean cars, which was mm. very weird. And then they went into a dressing room where they had, like, helmets and mm. uh, Miami Dolphin 
um, shirts. Had I fallen asleep at this point? Yes, you had. Yes. Okay. You had fallen asleep, yes. <laughs> but you're very jet-lagged. I am very jet-lagged. And it was a boring race. Um, I have an inap- inappropriate sponsor of the week. Gainbridge.io, who are around turn 11, I think. Lots of billboards for Gainbridge.io. Ayo! I thought, what's Gainbridge.io? My so favourite company. I went on the website. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know. What is Gainbridge.io? Um, a laundrette. It's a crypto bullshit whatever. You click on products. Honestly, guys, if you're listening to this and you're in front of a computer... Go on Gamebridge.io mm. and see what comes up. Because the answer is nothing. You can't buy anything from their website. But, but but because it's Formula One, that doesn't matter. It would be good to investigate this. If we could get, like... I think we'd be shot and killed. Yeah, but we no, but we just send it to, like, um, what's, what's what's Channel 4's version of Palorama called? Dispatchers. Dispatchers, yeah. Yeah, send it to them. A, yeah, shell companies in motorsports. Yeah, or, or Vice TV. And then we get some sort of hipster who's high on dmt talking to you know jackie stewart about what it's like to be non-binary and jackie stewart would go what and and then they go sorry i just presume because your name's jackie you changed it from otherwise you'd just be jack stewart wouldn't you no i'm just jackie stewart oh, sorry i just thought you were non-binary um uh, what's our um uh okay hang on a minute let's do our rest review what's uh, our time stamp here 42 41 okay cool let's which um, means that let's sort yeah, of let's blast through it yeah. blast through it pretty quickly in 10th place surprisingly williams will uh, i am's will the will race. i am's the yeah, will yeah, i am's that's what they should rename that's themselves. why he's into formula one so much he thinks he's got his own team ah no way you know you know like when you're in a service station and you see key rings with names on them and you look for yours yeah yeah, yeah. he looks <laughs> that's what he <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good oh, me wow. one i got my one well, that's me um uh with logan sergeant you know what? I want to do Albon first because Albon uh, was quite aggressive on the radio during the race, rightfully so, kind of not knowing the pace of the car, disappointed with uh, everything about it, um, and finishing in 14th. But Sargent, I mean, that's got to hurt in your home race, finishing, um, to quote Martin Brundle, plum last. It was plum last, wasn't it? Um, he is not having the best of times. In fact, it was a bad... If we. If we look at the grid, we see the last three people, the last three drivers, are rookie, rookie, rookie. Uh, which doesn't really fill you with confidence for this year's, uh, the, 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 the new stock of yeah. driver that we've bought in. Yeah, and I, we were expecting more from Oscar Piastri. I think we sort of assumed that Logan Sargent would be... Yeah. Sort of a bit nothing. But I think after Piastri and De Vries's sort of um, dramatic entrances last year, I think we've all expected a lot more from them. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, in ninth place, Alpha Bauri. With Nick De Vries. Can I just Oh, have sorry. A little... Also, LL Cool J calling Albon. Uh, what did he call him? Albon. He, he'd he been with a, a, you know, a, a linguistics tutor. Uh, working on pronunciations, Pierre Gasly, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> a little uh, a note on language as well. Alpha Tauri mm-hmm. as the name of the team. Yep. It sort of only struck me for the first time during this race. They are the the second team, yeah, and they're called Alpha. Yeah, it just strikes me as a bit of a beta. Error. It should be beta. Be- Tauri. Beta Tauri. That's really what they should rename. Yeah, themselves that's exactly to. my. <laughs> I mean, like. 
I preferred Toro Rosso. I thought that was funny that they went, well, we can't call it Red Bull, so let's just yeah, call let's it Red call Bull it, in another let's language. Let's call it Bull Red yeah, in Spanish. Bull. Yeah, I preferred that, but they've obviously named it after a clothing brand. But yeah, you're right. It should be Beta Tauri. Mm-hmm. What's after Beta? Cuck. Um, alpha, Beta, Gamma. Isn't there a C? Shouldn't it go A, B, oh, no, Alpha, Beta, what? Gamma, Delta. So they should be Gamma Tauri, really, because they're not even the Betas. The Betas, are they? Well, they are. The, they're, they're Red Bull's second. So it's yeah, beta. but they're in ninth in the World Championship. Oh, right. Well, that would be something else. De Vries in 18th. I mean, I mean, yeah, not having not having a great season, Nicky. Um, and uh, Sonoda in 11th, which is not bad. Uh, it isn't bad, no. But it's also worthless. Yeah, it's I mean, the best uh, worthless place, the most infuriating. Yes, the last worthless place. Yeah, it's the first, as Don Henley would call it. The, is that a Don Henley song? The last worthless evening. It's quite an arrogant song about the fact that she's in a shit relationship, and now she's going to get to start like knocking off Don Henley. It's going to be the 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 last evening that she's not being knocked off by Don Henley is the last worthless evening, and then when she said, "This is the last worthless evening that you have to spend." You learn a lot on this show. You do. <laughs> We're not going to. What are we going to talk about? Formula One. Yeah. I know. Uh, eighth place, Alfa Romeo, uh, with um, uh, with Joe in sixteenth, and um, it's time for Smacky Bottas Bottas on the Beyond the Grid Grand Prix this podcast this week said that they're talking about his haircut. Yeah. He goes, you know, every day I look in the mirror. That's a handsome man, and it's and he's right. He is a handsome man. He is a handsome man. Yeah, and he's really this short back and sides, clean shaven. I mean, I was excited when he grew a beard. Yeah, and now he's got a moustache and a mullet. The two M's. Do you uh, the two golden <laughs> two M's? M and M. Yeah. Uh, do you um? Do you think that? Do I? He looks like. Do you remember Joe Ninety, the puppet? Mm. Yeah, he looks like a hipster Joe Ninety to me. Like yeah. if Joe Ninety stopped being a scientist astronaut and moved to Shoreditch and wanted to do a startup and got a half pipe in his warehouse that his dad paid for, he'd look like Valtteri Bottas. That's a completely that's both inventive and apposite. If and I love you that see lots of you. people with mullets around where you live, it means your rent's about to go up. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's the new the mullet is the new gastro pub. Yes, exactly. Uh, not much to say about Alfa Romeo um, in this race. A pretty no. thankless race for them. In fact, this is this is a really interesting um, uh, race in regard to just how many thankless and expected positions uh, the teams and the drivers ended in. Haas uh, finally getting some points uh, with K Mag in tenth, and he's called Hulkenberg. Because he's because he's known for his aggressive race. He's called the Hulk because he's known for his aggressive racing. No, no, dear. No, that's not why he's called the Hulk. <laughs> it's because his name's Hulkenberg. You, you absolute idiot. I wonder who wrote those. Like, there must be somebody's job to write copy for, like, these people. Do you know what's really upsetting about it? Is that LL Cool J is known for writing great rap songs. Do you know the song Big Old Butt? Um, no, that's passed me by. It's an LL Cool J song. It was one of his early hits from his first album, where I think it's called the. He's dressed like a cheetah, or, the, or there's like a, a leopard on the album cover, or it's called the leopard or the lion or something. And the team got a big old butt. The chorus goes, he's talking to his girlfriend about why he's dumping her, mm-hmm. and and he goes, Tina got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true, but Tina got a big old butt. 
so I'm leaving you. <laughs> and <laughs> it's amazing that we've both taught the other about yeah. the song on this podcast. And it's a real cultural exchange program, isn't it? But it's doubly insulting that LL Cool J, a master of lyrics, she got a bit, I was chilling in a bar and a girl walked in with a butt. I went, yeah. Like, it's just that kind of song. Yeah. Where he's like, we go back to my place. Uh, I had, we had ribeye steaks, but that all, that wasn't all I wanted to eat. And so yeah. I was getting down to the beat because Tina got a big old butt. Um, why didn't he rap the intro? Um, I'm not sure that he was really committed to the event with the same artistic dedication that he treated um, Tina Got a Big Old Butt, Paradise, Mama Said Knock You Out, or any of his... Mama said oeuvre. introduce the drivers. That's all he needed to do. Yeah, a, a little bit introduce of... the drivers. A little bit of kitsch. He, was, he made the mistake of taking it seriously. And I think at some point, one of these celebrities is going to make the shrewd and correct observation that Formula One isn't to be taken seriously and they're going to start having a little bit of fun with it and then the whole sort of spectacle and event can truly find itself and not until then as, as for as long as they keep taking this seriously they're going to look ridiculous yeah they need to cartoonize the whole thing uh, in seventh place what you gonna do with all that Hass. All that Hass. inside them. Hass. I'm mean, technically already done Hulkenberg, but Magnuson in 10th. Uh, finally points. Magnuson in 10th, yeah. yes. But he also, he ate a salad in the car. That was that was something that went viral. He ate a salad in the car. Yeah, which I like. He's like on the job. He's like, nah, just give me the food. That's give me the protein. So good. It looked like a sort of Caesar salad. Ooh. With some, looked like I had some cranberries in it, which makes sense for him. Why? Because isn't that, they eat a lot of cranberries in that part of the world. I uh, don't know. With your meat, well, you know, you have like, I mean, it's not Swedish, but they eat a lot of berries. Don't I they? don't like, like, uh, uh, like cur- any currant in a salad. Oh, I like a currant in a salad. No. And cranberries is good because you can't get cystitis. Um, in sixth place, Alpine. My copine. Bromopine. Asus pour moi. Uh, ga- I mean, back to back, eight and ninth, Gazi and Ocon. Um, the, the, uh, the fight continues, as LL Cool J said. They were rivals, and now they're teammates. Yeah, mm. and well, they 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 were friends turned rivals turned teammates. See, I'm not sure it was necessarily in that order. That he, he could have just done it like that, and it would have been a good rap. Friends turned rivals turned teammates. Yes, and it just it flows, rolls yeah. off the tongue. LL. Yeah. God's sake, stop being friends, lazy. F- friends then rivals then teammates. How much do you think LL Love Cool J turned to hate? Got paid. No longer mate. Uh. uh yeah. Uh, see. Uh. Um, um uh for hundred and fifty thousand I think it probably was more than that. Do you think it was probably more than that? Yeah. I don't think it was more than yeah, that. Yeah, there's no cost cap on promo. Sadly. I, oh my god, why is it they should do they need to make they need to have a cost cap on promo. On the promo. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like how much do they want? Let's do it. I mean maybe that's why it's a fake marina, because they can't afford real water. But it became a real marina when it flooded, didn't it? It did, yeah. <laughs> they need to cost cap the amount of celebrities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know what it should be? $5. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we'd have Claire Sweeney from Brookside doing the <laughs> intros to the drivers. <laughs> Charlotte Church. Charlotte, they couldn't afford Charlotte Church. Fifth place, McLaren. I mean... Oscar Piastri bringing up the rear... And uh, where was Tiny? I don't little... think he's bringing up the rear. I think he's just in the rear. They're both in. This is the worst McLaren weekend I have seen. 
Oh, and Lando was seventeenth. That I'm I couldn't even see Lando because I was looking too high up for him. Yeah, when they when they started the season and they were like, "Well, the car's terrible. This is really embarrassing." Now they're in nineteenth and seventeenth, and they don't even say anything because they've accepted their fate. You know, it's just so sad and funny for Oscar Piastri that they tried to. Oh, God. It's like, I'm not going to that much better team. I'm going to this <laughs> shit team. I don't Thank want to finish with the points. I, I, I want a nice relaxing drive at the back of the grid. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, his manager, Mark Webber, multi-21 Seb, multi-21, must be eating many slices of humble pie. Mm-hmm. Or this week, coronation quiche, humble quiche. Um, because... I don't think the coronation quiche is very humble. I think that's true. But it, he, that must suck for, um, for his manager to go, mate, fucking come on, let's go to McLaren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every day they sit down and they have coffee and Piastri just looks at him and goes, I could be winning points. In their defence, it's also what I would have done. Really? It, if you had the choice between McLaren at I, the end of last season... Yeah, I would go with Alpine. Oh, it was I between mean, Alpine... Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I who, forgot. I, I thought... It, I, I, keep, I always confuse Aston Martin and Alpine. I would still pick Aston Martin. Are you mental? I would have picked Aston Martin or Alpine over McLaren... I dislike most things about McLaren. I don't like the colour of the car. I don't like the way they treated Daniel. Um, I I like Zach Brown, but I don't at the same time. I think he's he's not... I do why like... Is he always there? I do like Zach Brown. I do like the livery. And I don't love the way they... Yeah, the, that, that, that aspect of it is not perfect. Alpine I don't like because they're fucking Renault. Call yourselves Renault. This is stupid. No, Renault's so unsexy. I think Renault's great because Renault's... Like, that's what I want. I want there to be unsexy. I want there to be a Ford and a and a Renault. A Kia Sorento. And I want the... Yeah, Kia Sorento team. You think Kia should enter Formula One? Yeah. Morris Minor? How do you feel about that? Uh, Yeah, Morris. Mini Cooper? Mini, yeah. I mean, be to great. be honest, a Mini Cooper would be really good for Monaco. Yeah. Let's and a, and be a, realistic. I'd like a BMW team. Yeah. Was there ever a BMW team? Yeah. There was. Mm-hmm. Wow. BMW Sauber. Um, in fourth place, I mean, I've just slagged off McLaren quite heavily, but they're still holding th- uh, firm in fifth in the Constructors' Championship. Um, okay, let's talk about crap weekends all round. Um, Leclerc in seventh and Sainz in fifth. Not quite as embarrassing as you'd think. Leclerc chunked it in, in qualifying um, and in FP uh, into the same place in the wall, which has got to be... He is becoming Seb Vettel at Ferrari. I hate to say it, but yeah, you feel like it, now he has. It's like the whole concept of Ferrari is like a kind of neuroparasite yeah. that has and now Charles Leclerc's mind has become a Ferrari product yeah. in that it's defunct yeah. and liable to collapse. Yeah. Nothing about Ferrari suggests victory the whole sort of intrinsic emotional property of ferrari is to sort of suggest competition and ultimately fail and that is their purpose on earth is failure and a lack of ability to compete there is a there is an inherent sadness to everything that is to do with ferrari exactly and it is depressing to watch yeah to make that uh slightly more relatable (laughs) Wait for it. It's not relatable at all. Ferrari are, in Star Trek terms, the Borg. 
right? Okay. They assimilate their drivers against their will. The drivers try to resist, but they can't win. Right. Ferrari is a giant... Mar- uh, Magello is a giant Borg cube in Star Trek terms, which if you've enjoyed season three of Picard, uh, you'll you'll love that little little tidbit there. I just it's fool- foolish of me, really, because I thought after my quite... <clears throat> So, uh, my, my little language wank that I went on, <laughs> you were going to simplify it. Yeah, I make didn't, it. I went the other way. No, you went the other way that and was make the it. Joke. Yeah, that, yeah, no, it was it was a good joke. But I, I, yeah, I, I, we're neither of us uh, have the uh, broad brushstroke marketability to make this podcast a success. No, but in like in, in quite opposite reasons. Yeah, I took your word pie and I poured some gravy over it that's all i did yep 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 um garfunkel i am awarding prematurely at the fifth this is can you fucking believe that f1 started in march and this was only the fifth race of the season i can't but how many races this is the fifth this was the fifth race and we're gonna be doing this fucking podcast till december this i can't i i sorry if we're swearing but it fucking hell like how many fucking races left there's only f- we've only done five fucking races do we have a another- we've done more episodes this season than we then there've been races by over double and we skipped a week and we don't even have a race this weekend it's insane Dominicali, stop making sprint shootouts and doing all this dumb shit. Just give us races on a regular basis. Ooh. Ooh, but that's actually... That's a good protest. We want races on a regular basis. That sounds like an L Cool J lyric. We want races, races on, on a regular, regular basis. basis. <laughs> um, <laughs> In multiple places. Um, yeah, Garfunkel this year is Leclerc. He has swapped positions with Carlos Sainz, who we milked last year. As the Art Garfunkel of Simon and Garfunkel, saying that he was not the good one. He wasn't Paul Simon. This year, it's Leclerc. Anything to add? You're making a weird face. Um, I've just realised that we've got three uh, races, uh, the uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, weekend after that, and weekend after that, we've got... Um We've got uh, three races, three race weeks in, in a, a row. row. Well, then I take back what I said. Great job, Stefano. Um, in third place... <laughs> Mercedes, uh, I mean, for a weekend to forget for Lewis Hamilton, finishing in sixth place in what looks like a very shaky, bumpy car that just can't stick to exits and the rear is just all over the place. I think uh, Lewis had a very good weekend, aside from the fact that he looked like a disco ball when he entered the paddock. He looked like a loose purple condom that you find on the floor uh, when he entered the paddock and Russell in fourth. Uh, Russell, uh, uh, continually impressive. Um, um, it sounds more and more like that f- train guy. Uh, uh, it was a bit weird watching Max. Um, it was disappointing uh, watching him shake hands with Will and Kate on the Elizabeth line, wasn't it? <laughs> watching, uh, I don't know why he spat out his dummy. Um, when, uh, you know, what he doesn't like, right, is he's been hard racing all his life. What he can't do is when someone does that on him. And he sounds like he, he's trying to drop the T's and D's from his... Sentences to sound a bit more relatable. And also engaging in a little bit of light-hearted banter with the team back in the paddock. Yeah. Are we that close to Perez? No, it's Sergeant. That was, oh, I was going to say. That was incredible. Yeah. Are we that close? He could see a car. And he's like, is that Perez? And they're like, no, that's Sergeant, who you're about to lap for the second time. <laughs> went, oh, okay, I was going to say. Um, no, no, George, you are fucking miles away from Sergio <laughs> Perez. It's... You are so far away from Sergio Perez, who isn't even in first. Um, yeah, Russell and Verstappen obviously getting into it. 
Um, in the last week, um, George taking a chunk out of Max's car. Max saying, well, you can expect it back. Which was very... I think when, after the race in Baku, when Verstappen went over and had a word with George, and George just sort of walked off, and then Max shouted, well, you know, expect me to do the same thing back. Yeah. Um, And I saw so much of Max Verstappen's childhood in that moment, which was a boy stood alone shouting heckles that sound like have been given to him by his dad at someone who doesn't care. <laughs> and George just and George just should uh, ran away or walked away and Max shouted at him uh and then called him a dickhead. And it was just all so revealing. Yeah, but to be that angry with somebody who you're just not going to be competing with. Mm. What's the point? Yeah, and also in a car like that, we saw it this in this race. Mm. He overtook. He got from ninth to second on the hards. That's how fast that car is. He didn't ch- challenge anyone. He just breezed past people. Yes, it's so depressingly predictable. And also, if you look at the uh, the, the 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 finishing the race results as a whole. Everyone, like, despite the fact that there were all these, there were all these beginning of weekend narratives that people paint. Oh, disaster for Lewis in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Charles has spun out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Max is starting ninth. And then we look at it, and it's Red Bull, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari, Mercedes, Ferrari, and then Alpine, Alpine. And that's like Alpine being the best of the rest, and Fernando Alonso being like. Fernando Alonso in a good car, Lance Stroll being Lance Stroll in a good car. They're both basically where they are. Like it's all just it's you you ask me at the beginning of the weekend what what's gonna ha- what's where's it gonna be? Yeah. Where's it gonna be? And regardless of any drama. And it means that when you're watching qualifying, you go, Oh look, that's happened. Oh look, that's happened. Oh look, that's happened. And it's all irrelevant because I can no matter where people start on the grid, I can tell you where they're gonna finish. Yeah. Because over the course of a race they will just revert to norm. Yeah. And I've I've said to you that if there's if Max Verstappen, I think we should do if Max Verstappen wins uh the next three races, mm-hmm. we're going to record an episode on Rufus Wainwright. Where we don't even talk about Formula we One. We don't talk about Formula One. In I'm protest. Right. Okay, great. I don't know how much good that protest will do for either the I think future will, of F one or our podcast. It's 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 but for the amount of it's it's for my own spirit to be cleansed. Okay, I I listen. I'm I'm in I'm into it. Um, second place, Aston Martin. Where do you think Lance Stroll would would finish? What position? What's your prediction? Um, <laughs> uh, what in 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 this race? Where in did I think race. he was going to finish? Where have you said? Every race. Lance Stroll's natural home is 12th. Exactly. And where did he finish? 12th. Alonso in third. Um, okay, two things I, I want to point out um, was Stroll throughout the race going, what's our strategy? Oh my God, what the hell's going on? How are we doing? How am I doing? How far ahead is Alonso? What's happening? And the team just gave him nothing. And it was very curious. I, I, I'm, I, I'm very interested in what's going on in the AM paddock. Also, uh, it's really funny how Lance Stroll is such an average and unintimidating driver to be teammate to that Fernando Alonso has completely lost his competitive spirit. It's like, oh yeah, that little, 
Little, bo- little, you know, boss's son. Delanto, where, where was Lanzo telling him a great move? Great move in turn one. Al- Alonso was so far ahead of his teammate that he watched his teammate overtake on the telly. What? That's he was texting while driving. Basically, that's how fuck. That's how you, you need to drive a Formula One car. You need almost supernatural reflexes and to be able to sort of move your body you need to be able to get the message from your brain to your foot to your hands to communicate with your limbs at such high speed that most human beings simply can't do it you're operating at an almost kind of superhuman heroic level and Fernando Alonso gives so little a shit now in his 41st year whatever he is that he can watch the tv Whilst, I mean, he might get a little, you know how taxi drivers sometimes when they're waiting for their uh, client, they get a little dashboard yeah, to watch, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Big Bang Theory on. Yeah. Uh, that's, we're, we're one step away from Alonso doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, um, he's sort of Latifi with skills, isn't he? <laughs> Latifi would crash out of races so he could go home and watch a box set. Alonso's yeah, yeah. so good, he can watch a box set while he's racing. <laughs> I would be. I would not be surprised if lap thirty two in Monaco he starts talking about how series three of Friends is the best series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets a message from the paddock and then he goes, "Sorry, sorry, could you say that again? I was just listening to uh, just watching Ross and I was Rachel. just listening to the rest is history. It's a really good podcast. You should <laughs> check it out. Um, um, in first, Red Bull. Well, very quickly. Oh, do, very quickly. Before do you we think do that because because obviously last week everyone went, oh my god, Alonso and Taylor Swift. Yeah. But apparently this week, everyone's gone, oh my God, Taylor Swift and Matty Healy. Yeah. So... A Matt Healy to me. I call him Matt. Oh yeah, I, I just call him I just call him H-Dog. I call yeah. him the H-Bomb because he's always saying controversial things on stage at the 1975 gigs. Um, do you think that it was just nonsense, a little weird rumour that spiralled out of control that they sort of fed the fire of a little bit? Um, do you think that Taylor Swift is, is going out with Matt Healy or do you think she's going out with uh, Fernando Alonso? I'd go out with Fernando Alonso of the two. I've always thought he was really sexy, and I watched qualifying with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I went, "Isn't he sexy?" And she went, "No, he just looks like a Spanish guy." Well, that's true. And I went, "But a sexy Spanish guy?" She went, "No." If I saw him on the street, mm-hmm. I'd go, "That's just a Spanish guy." Mm. Yeah. Also, he's like, "What's what's your girlfriend?" She's like walking at about five seven, five eight. Yeah, maybe five ten. Yeah. She's yeah. So she and she so she she'd be she'd loom over. Yeah, uh, actually, she wouldn't go. That's a Spanish guy. She'd go. That's a short man. That's such a short Spanish guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In first in the constructors, who is first in the constructors championship? You know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not getting into it. They're my hass. Red Bull are my hass. I'm not talking about it. Whenever we do these things where we go like, oh, who would which driver go out with or whatnot? Um, who, which team would do this? Or like, what's X's favourite thing? Like we, we run down and we give a kind of fictional kind of pastiche yeah. of what we think each... It's always the Red Bulls that are the hardest for me. I agree. They're the least funny. They've got no personality. Well, it's also they just they just sort of robotically win. It's just, yeah. it's just nothing. But they're also the... Very pure drivers, the two of them. Yeah, and that's why it's Perez hard to has at least had the good grace to kind of uh, cheat on his first wife. of all cheat on his wife and go mad in Monaco, <laughs> and also be second fiddle, which is inherently amusing. Max is just <laughs> mad in Monaco. Sounds like the name of Perez's single. If he released a <laughs> single, this is my song, Mad in Monaco. <laughs> um, okay, 
First of all, when Carlos and um, Fernando Alonso were talking to each other, Perez walked up behind them and go and said, "Are you are you your friends now, fuckers?" And he said it in Spanish. So I don't know what the translation is, but the camera caught it, and everyone went, "Oh, that's interesting." Uh, and it was tu, tu amigos putas. Yeah, it was really very much the school nerd walking up behind two cool kids and going, "I'm in the gang, aren't I? I'm cool." And it was quite cute. It, it is was cute. So yeah, pathetic. he's like he's he's winning, but he's losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's in the top team. He's second. All the drivers go, "Oh, I'd be second if I were there." Mm. And also, no one really wants to be friends with Perez. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I, I know it's mean, but he just doesn't have that personality. No. Like, let's put it this way: Who would you rather have a bit of paella with? Alonso in in order. Alonso, Signs, and Perez. Same paella. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Lovely bit of squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's not, one hasn't got better paella than the other. Okay. Okay. Perez has the best paella. Alonso has the worst paella. And Carlos's paella has a little bit of sand in it. Who would you go with? Yeah, it's Fernando, I guess. You what? It's uh, Fernando Alonso, yeah. Yeah, then. Um, Even with the best paella, would you pick Perez over Carlos? I'd probably go, yeah, probably Perez really? over. Yeah, Car- Carlos isn't giving me... Like, he's not going to be this wild and unpredictable raconteur that make... It's it's the, the difference between him and Sergio isn't going to be so great that I don't want to try the best paella. I want to... Most of all, I want to hang out with Fernando Alonso. Mm-hmm. Then I want to eat the best paella. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then there's Carlos. Let's put it this way. If I was sitting poolside with Fernando Alonso, Carlos Sainz, and Sergio Perez, yeah, Fernando Alonso would be lost in a book. Mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz would be playing a game on his phone mm-hmm. and Perez would be trying to fucking talk to me. Yeah, okay. And it would be really annoying. And then you do that thing where you pointedly take your AirPod out. Yeah. You go, what? Sorry? Yeah. I was obviously just listening to something. What did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I was just saying, maybe you want to go for a walk later. I was like, why do I want to go for a walk? I'm on holiday. I want to lie down. I, my whole life is going for a walk. Just let me lay here. Stop talking to me. Yes, I've listened to the, the witch trials of J.K. Rowling. Stop asking me if I've listened to it, Sergio. In first place, Max Verstappen. <sighs> I'm getting angry. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. I, I mean, there's nothing good to say about Max. He said, I call that simply fucking lovely, is what Max said when he won the race. Oh, yeah, he did. Simply fucking lovely, yeah. That was the most interesting bit of the race was watching uh, Max try to cut a pit stop out ahead of Sergio, which Max was so fast on the hards that he managed to have a pit stop um, and still beat his teammate. Also, he tore past... Okay, my other suggestion for the future of Formula One is abolish... um, The monarchy. Yes. (laughs) And uh, DRS. Yeah, I agree. Abolish DRS. Yeah. Because all it does is it just makes overtaking boring. Yeah. It's about, like, oh, yeah, the whole purpose of DRS is there's more overtaking. Yeah, but it also turns overtaking into something boring. Yeah. It makes it just this, it, I mean, I, I, I miss a good Daniel Ricciardo overtake. Yeah, me too. I miss Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, like DRS was always meant to be a temporary fix. Oh, right. Wasn't it? It was meant to be a temporary measure. Um, but it came in and they went, okay, this is too Watching late. Max overtake Sergio, it was like watching Max overtake. It just could have been anyone. He just breezed past with that with the with the weird livery. The yeah, yellow, yeah, the yellow yeah. snout, Brundle kept calling it. Huh. 
the yellow snout. Um, anyway, that's our review for both Baku and Miami. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Please leave us a review on your apps. Yep. Uh, please leave us a comment on your apps, unless it's unless it's less than five stars, then just don't bother. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week for more Dirty Air. What do you give this race out of ten? What do you give Miami? Um, it's all just threes. Oh, I'm giving it a five. Okay, yeah. cool. It gets an extra point because I feel like I'm about to watch Perez and Max Verstappen fall out. Baku gets a minus 11. Netflix have got to be incentivizing that in some way. They've got to be in the ear of them going, you know, hey, check out, Joe Max called you a silly wally. Yeah. He called you a silly wally. Yeah, and they're probably in Lewis's ear going, hey, you should wear that purple sequin onesie when you walk into the paddock. That's what you're No, you'll look cool. You look cool, mate. Really cool. Um, well... Any any other points? I'm done. Uh, I've finished uh, being able to talk about Formula One, sadly. Yeah. I'm Max Verstappen out. I'm finished with all of it. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you uh, allowing us a week off. Uh, we have some potentially very exciting news coming up, but we'll keep that for for when it's official. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort uh, that out, will you? Yeah, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this... Has been dirty air. Which Charles Leclerc single do you want to fade out? Or do, would you like LL Cool J, Big Old Butt? Oh, yeah, I've never heard that, so okay. play that. Okay, here we go. I was at the mall, sipping on a milkshake, playing the wall, taking a break, admiring the girls with the bamboo earrings, baby hair, and bodies built to swing. That's when I seen her. Her name was Tina. Grace and poise, kind of like a ballerina. I said, How you doing? My name's Big L. Don't ask me how I'm living, cause y'all I'm living swell. But then again, I'm living kind of foul, cause my girl don't know that I'm out on the prowl. To make a long story short, I got the digits, called on my car phone and paid her a visit. I was spanking her and thanking her, chewing her and doing her, laughing cause my girl didn't know that I was screwing her. Laying like a king on sheets of satin, that's what time it is, you know what's happening. She had a big old booty, I was doing my duty. I mean, yo, I admit that my girl's a cutie, but Tina was exotic, Earl's my witness. With the kind of legs that put stockings out of business. When I went home, I kissed my girl on the cheek. But in the back of my mind, it was a big butt freak. I sat my girl down. I couldn't hold it in and said to her, with a devilish grin, Tina got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true. But Tina got a big old butt. So I'm leaving you. Tina got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true. But Tina got a big old butt. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.